We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! Hello, listener. Welcome back to Popcorn Saga Lost again. <laughs> Excuse me. Episode 19 of season one is a Locke episode. Locke has a crazy dream about a Beechcraft and Boone and all sorts of things. Popcorn Saga on your podcast app, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You know the score by now. I don't need to keep banging on. But I have to do it in case there's a new listener who just picks up this episode. So on Instagram, at popcorn underscore saga. Let's get into a bit of John Locke, Deuce S. Mechanica. Previously on Lost. Previously on Lost, uh, Locke's turned down for a walkabout in Australia because he's a paraplegic. Locke is amazed to find the ability that he can walk again on the island. And Locke muses with Boone about how to open the hatch door which has no handle and no obvious way in. Flashback time. So our second Locke-centric episode and flashback, and it's quite sad, actually. Locke is very tragic. Years before the crash, Locke worked in a discount superstore. He demonstrates the children's game Mousetrap to a boy, saying it's his favourite game and he used to play it with his brother. A mysterious old woman appears to be watching him, although she only asks where the footballs are when Locke approaches her. Hmm. Later, Locke sees her in the parking lot, again watching him. He starts to chase her and is knocked over by a car. This isn't how he gets his injury. Unhurt, he resumes the chase and confronts her, at which point she reveals she's his birth mother, Emily Locke. Later at lunch with her, John inquires about his natural father, but she tells him he has no father and that he was immaculately immaculately conceived. Whoa, that's deep, man. Locke hires a private investigator, Franey, to find information on his father. The investigator tells him his mother has been admitted several times in the past to schizophrenia. And about his father, Franey is hesitant, tells Locke that situations like his children finding their parents rarely turn out well. Locke, and he gives Locke a chance to back out, but Locke says he wants to meet his father. And the private investigator gives him investigation and the address of his father, Anthony Cooper. That tastes bitter in my mouth. Locke goes to his father's home where Cooper eagerly welcomes him. Cooper says he did not know he had a son because Emily told him he was not, she was not going to have the baby. Cooper claims to have found out about Locke a year later when Emily asked him for money. Cooper takes him hunting birds. Locke gets in a really close relationship with his dad and you can tell he's got those goo eyes. He's got his daddy back. And then Locke walks in on his dad using a dialysis machine and says his kidneys are failing. And Locke, however, volunteers to give his father one of his kidneys just for the operation. Locke says the transport is meant to be, and the two hold hands in preparation. So there's a lot more to it. You need to watch the episode, and you just see Cooper and Locke getting close. And Locke actually loving it. He's like a little boy who hasn't seen his daddy for a long time, which is exactly what it is. After the transplant, though, Locke wakes up in hospital to find his father has gone. 
His mother comes to check on him and says his father conned Locke into giving him one of his kidneys. Locke, anguished, leaves the hospital and drives his father home. Drives to his father's home where he's not admitted by security. Locke drives away from the residence, angered and betrayed and screams in agony. So just more tragedy for Locke. I mean, this is before he loses the feeling in his legs. His dad nicks his kidney. Is it his dad? I think it is, which makes it even worse. And Locke was chasing destiny and this happens to him. Now that obviously becomes a bit of a pattern in Lost. Locke is just, he's the biggest tragedy in this show. And when you go back and watch it, it, it just proves it time and time again, even in season one, no matter how cool he is, no matter how much he's Rambo or Jungle Boy. It's tragic. Absolutely tragic. Anyway, let's go back to the island where at the moment it's not so tragic for him just yet. Back on the island, we're on the beach. Sora is having increasingly bad headaches, which are not helped by Sun's herbal remedies or aspirin. He refuses to kill Kate, so Sun tells her. Kate goes to Jack, but he claims he'll get nothing out of Sawyer except a snappy one-liner, or if I'm really lucky, a new nickname. Love that from Jack, because that is exactly what Sawyer does. Eventually, however, Kate convinces Jack to help Sawyer. Before seeing Sawyer, Jack talks to Michael, who says that the burning of the raft was not a total loss, but it could save him from trial and error. Michael tries without much success to communicate with Jin, who is also working on the raft. After a little examination, Jack asks Sawyer some embarrassing questions regarding his sexual past, like experiences with prostitutes, if he's had an STD, when his last outbreak was. After needling Sawyer, Jack tells Sawyer he was hyperopia or farsightedness. Said melts together two halves of two pairs of glasses for him to wear. So there's a little gap between that bit on the beach because Sawyer basically says, leave it, Jack, because Jack's taking the piss out of him in front of Kate because of the prostitutes, etc. And then Jack goes back and says, look, you know, you're short-sighted. He winds him a bit up about tumours and stuff. You should watch it. It's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. Anyway, let's get, let's get back into the jungle with Lock and Boone. In the jungle, Lock and Boone continue working on opening the hatch. Boone points out, though, they haven't been going to the hatch for two weeks and there's no progress. And then Locke never talks about himself. To this, Locke replies to his, he would pass with Boar Boone. Um, well, yes and no, like you worked at a box company, but it definitely wouldn't bore you. They attempt to break the glass of the metal door using a trebuchet they have built. But the attempt fails and the trebuchet is destroyed. So it's a big swinging hammer thing that comes down on the hatch. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Locke is pissed by this. And is unaware that a broken shard of metal is banging his leg. And Boone points it out to him. At this, he discovers he has no feeling in his legs. Later at night, he confirms this by burning his feet with hot coals. So he's got magic legs. Locke is Lieutenant Dane but they're actually magic, and there's no metal. The next day, Locke determines the trebuchet was not how they were meant to break open the hatch. When Boone asks how they're going to break open the hatch, Locke tells him when the island sends them a sign. So now we're getting into the territory with Locke believing in destiny and fate and listening to the island. 
and always thinking the next step is the end goal when it's not really going to be. A few late, a few days later, Boone arrives late at their work site only to complain about their inability to open the hatch. Locke reasserts the island will send him a sign. Boone questions his statement. They both see a small aircraft crashing into the jungle. Locke notices Boone is suddenly covered in blood at the sight of the plane and begins to repeat the phrase, Teresa falls up the stairs. Teresa falls up the stairs. Locke sees an image of his mother pointing in the direction of the plane and finds himself in a wheelchair again. <gasps> Locke wakes up in shock, realising it was just a dream. The next morning, he wakes Boone up early, leading him off without explanation. Later in the day, Locke describes a vision he had, claiming it felt real. He tells Boone he knows where to go, and what they would find would allow them to open the hatch. Boone suspects Locke has taken the hallucinogen he gave Boone, as he makes no sense. What is that? We still don't know. I reckon it was heroin. However, uh... Locke asks Boone who Teresa is, and Boone is startled and doesn't understand how Locke would know that. Locke says he himself doesn't know. Boone says he probably mentioned Teresa around Locke, to which Locke disagrees. Before they can continue, however, Locke suddenly falls, alarms Boone. Locke insists he is fine. Boone feels to the contrary. Suddenly, they find a rosary hanging on a tree. Boone theorises somebody from camp hiked all the way there, but Locke pulls on a vine in the same tree, which causes a dead body to fall from the tree. And it's, uh, well, they investigate the corpse. He's wearing priest clothes, has a large amount of Nigerian currency and a golden tooth. Locke says it's probably been on the island for two to ten years from the decay of its clothing. Bourne wonders why a Nigerian priest would be on an island in the South Pacific. But when Locke finds a gun on him, it becomes clear this is not a priest at all. While trekking, Boone notices John's left leg, which is not the leg pierced by a metal shard. He's so disabled he can barely support himself with it. Suddenly, Locke completely falls to the ground. He refuses to go to Jack, claiming Jack wouldn't understand his condition. Boone asks if Locke's crazy uh, driving. Locke tells Boone he was in a wheelchair for four years before the crash. When asked how he got into a wheelchair, Locke says it doesn't matter anymore. The island healed him. However, the island is trying to take it back, but it wants Locke to follow what he saw. He says he believes whatever is in the plane will help them get into the hatch. Boone understands, and Locke asks him to help. Ah, oh, Locke. So while they're chilling, Boone reveals that Teresa was his nanny. And every day, he would call her to his room over and over again, which was a large flight of stairs. One day, however, she fell down the stairs and broke her neck. Lovely! Locke starts to laugh, much to Boone's anger, but Locke points past Boone, to which Boone turns around. Behind him, he sees the plane from Locke's dream, stuck on top of a cliff. Locke can't even walk at this point, so he tells Boone he has to go up to the plane and find what's inside. Oh dear, why has Locke's legs gone like this, man? Boone climbs onto the plane and discovers the plane contains Virgin Mary statues filled with heroin. He throws one of the statues down to Locke to prove to him the plane meant nothing. Boone does, however, find a radio, which is still operational. He subsequently uses it to make contact with another unidentified person. Boone calls for help and says the survivors of 8.15, after a brief pause, the other person responds, saying, we're survivors of flight 8.15. Before Boone can respond, though, the plane falls off a cliff. 
Gets weight shifted by Boom and crashes on the ground. Locke rushes over, barely able to walk, hoists the bandage of Boone onto his shoulders and returns to the camp. So Locke turns up at the caves with a badly injured Boone, claiming Boone fell from a cliff while they were hunting. Jack springs into action, but Locke disappears into the jungle before he can explain what happened. Returning to the hatch, Locke yells and screams in anguish, feeling betrayed by the island. As he bangs his hands on the door, a light comes on inside the structure, turning Locke's pain into awe. I see you at the trivia, brother. So let's have some trivia, shall we? The events of this episode, excluding flashbacks, begin on day 39 of on the island running through to day 41 and day 40 would be halloween 2004 to the survivors so that's where they are uh, sawyer's fair sightedness is revealed in this episode and sawyer successfully kills a polar bear with a gun but in tabula rasa he missed edward mars's chest so that explains away that i suppose with our problems uh, anthony cooper's license plate reads 4tr IO19. The same as the license plate on the hearse in Terminator 3, which John Connor, Kate, and the Terminator escape Greenlaw Cemetery. Wow. Locke says normally clothing wouldn't completely decompose within two years, but this is high quality polyester. Could be two years, could be ten years. However, House of the Rising Sun, Jack says it takes 40 to 50 years for clothing to degrade like this when talking of Adam and Eve. And the events of the episode are revisited from other perspective. In the other 48 days, live together, die alone. And the little prince. So that's your trivia. Let's get on to what is next on Popcorn Saga. We're coming to the end of season one very soon. So the next episode is episode 20 of Lost, season one. It's called Do No Harm. And it's a Jack-centric episode as we deal with the aftermath of Boone's injury, Claire enters labour, and we get a flashback to Jack's wedding with his wife, Sarah. Jack's a married man. So thank you for listening. Join us next time. Do no harm. As we close in on the end of Lost Season 1, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Go on all the socials. Search for the podcast. You know what to do by now. Have a very good day, night, morning, wherever you are in the world. And remember... Don't give your kidney to people, not even your dad, if you haven't seen him for your whole life. I mean, come on. day on this island I should probably tell him about that plane in the jungle it's a bit bit unsteady hope no one climbs in it nah no one's gonna find that it doesn't matter doesn't matter should be fine